If you'll turn in your Bibles to Psalms 127, you know, I have been reminded over the last few weeks as I've been preaching on a few different things. Of course, we've talked about faith a lot during this season, which is fantastic when you're facing everything that we're facing, uh, because uh, not, not just during times like these, but anytime we face a few things. We face the world, we face our flesh, and we face the devil. There's things that we face in the world. There's challenges that we face. And so we need faith for what you face. Say that. Say, I need faith for what I face. You face things. You face challenges. You face um, 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 obstacles come up. And the Bible says that our faith will remove mountains. So there's faith that we talked about. Then we talked about the word of God and how it's the foundation for faith, that, that faith comes by hearing the word of God. Pastor Steve has been teaching some amazing sermons recently, um, and he's kind of calling it uh, that we frame our world with his word. So if you have not yet, I encourage you to check out his podcast, check out FWC Florence's stuff Um, their YouTube, Facebook, or whatever, and you can catch some of those messages. I'm not sure where he's going today in his message, but I know the last few weeks have been amazing teaching on just, you know, um, the the, the word and the word that we uh, receive and how it can uh, apply to our natural lives. How many of y'all know that, you know, you have a natural side to you? You are a spirit, but you have a natural side to you. You have natural challenges. You have um, things that happen to your body. Is anybody in here getting younger? I, you know, I'm a young guy, but I, I have noticed every time I go out on the soccer field to coach my little daughter in soccer, and now, now they ask me to coach football, and I said yes because I'm just a good man. But I'm telling you, I'm not getting any younger out there in those fields. I played rugby in college, and I was thinking about um, uh, the other day about how I trained and all the training that I did. I'm going to tell you in a, story, a story in a second about training, but, but um, I, I was thinking about how I trained in college to play rugby. All the running that I did, all the stuff that I did. I'm not running like that anymore. I'm not doing that anymore. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and confess it in front of God and everybody. I'm out of shape. I am out. There's no shape here. This is just me. It is not in shape. I am out of shape right? I have a flesh. But pastor said last week, I thought it was great. You know, you have to put God's supernatural on top of your natural. You have to put God's supernatural on top of your natural. That's why God's word has to become revelation knowledge. It can't just be knowledge that you have. It can't just be, okay, I hear it. And I, 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 I heard it preach once, or I took some notes. You've got to ask God. I want you guys to seriously do this. And if you're watching online or you're listening to this podcast, seriously do this. Ask God, whenever you hear any sermon, that God's word becomes revelation to you. There should be moments as you study God's word, as you hear it taught, as you hear it preached, where something jumps up inside of you, where something lights up and you go, oh my goodness. That's how I'm going to overcome this. That's how I'm going to get around that. That's what God was trying to tell me on Tuesday. That's what, and you have, that's revelation. That light bulb moment. Has anybody ever had a light bulb moment? We had, when we moved into our new house, we did not have, um, it's, it was a little bit of an older style house where when you flip the switches, it, it sent the power over to an outlet and you're supposed to plug in a lamp. 
you know, I, I just nobody, you know, you don't build a house like that nowadays. You have a ceiling fan with a light. I like light. My mom is, is a little bit different. When she wakes up in the morning, um, and growing up it was always a battle, she wants it dark. I don't know how she gets ready in the dark, but she'll get ready in the dark. She's probably listening. She lives in Raleigh. She's probably watching online. I love you, mom. But she would just, I mean, she would get ready in the dark. I mean, it's like no lights on. I don't know. She just likes this like somber feeling in the house, I guess, for about an hour when she wakes up. And then eventually she kind of eases herself into light. Man, I want the light switch to come on. And so we got up, or I, not we, I got up there and installed in a few of our rooms. I took out the old ceiling fan and put a ceiling fan with lights. So when we walk into the room, boom, three light bulbs. I'm one of the bright ones, man. It lit the, lit the room up. I want light to come on. That should happen when you hear the word. That should happen when you are, when you are going through. You've got to have, and not just on Sunday, Amen. not just on Wednesday night. I encourage that because God g- gave you a pastor for that purpose, to help shepherd you. And he gives me words. He gives me messages. He puts things on my heart to tell you. These little messages that I record throughout the week, you know, I get words downloaded into me all the time, but every once in a while, I'll record one and send one out. I don't record every one I get. Some of them are just for me. Some of them are for my family, but some of them are for you. Those should be, you should ask God, God, let that become revelation to me. Let it, let it light up the inside of me. So we talked about that last week. I talked to you about how God works things out. God works all things for the good. We all just say that with me. Say, God works all things for the good. He works it out. He works it out. It doesn't matter what you face. God works it out. Now, I want to talk to you today a little bit further along those lines about making sure that you're in his plan as he works it out. You know, because God is constantly working. So you can say that as well or write that down in your notes. Say, God is constantly working on things. He is. He's working. He's working on you. He's working on your neighbor. He's working on the person sitting beside you in this room. If that's your spouse, don't, don't, you know, let, let God work on them sometimes. It got real quiet, Marlon. Got real quiet. I can hear the crickets through the online live stream. Sometimes I've had to just do that. I've had to just let God, we had, I I told y'all, um, and I'll just give you the short version, but recently I had that happen in my life. Where my wife and I had, it wasn't, we weren't really fighting or anything. It, it just wasn't right. Have you ever had times in your life where you feel like it, it, something's just not right? It feels like taking a shower with clothes on. Something's just not quite right. Come on, have y'all ever had that? You ever had somebody push you in a pool with all your clothes on? No? We used to try to, now, now our current youth camp, we don't do, we don't let the kids, you know, do pranks and stuff like that. But growing up, I would go to, um, a, a, there was a denominational church that I grew up in and we would go and do these youth camps and they would just let us run wild. We don't do that at a family worship center, youth camps, but man, growing up and we would try to prank people and push them in pools and stuff with their clothes on. I don't know why we thought that was the funniest thing, but if you ever have had that happen, it feels weird, right? It just doesn't feel right. Like you don't get in a shower with your clothes on. It's just weird. And so something wasn't right. And I began to seriously pray about it, pray about it. And of course, as I'm praying, guess what I'm praying? That God fixes her. Come on, it's not me. No, no, no. I know. I'm just letting this sink in for a second. I know. See, the thing, I have to be careful. You know, my wife listens back. She teaches the kids, but, but she listens back to these sermons. So I have to be real careful here. But she knows. I've already told her about this. I was praying, though. Seriously, I was praying. And one night, as I was laying down, 
God just kind of put a book on my heart. And I didn't really know why, but I pick up the book and I start reading the book. And, and, and where I had, le- I don't know how this happened. I, don't, I'm, I just know it was God and God worked it out. But where I had left off in the book or wherever he put the, the bookmark, because I do digital reading a lot. So I pick up my iPad, I go to the book and the book jumps up and that chapter lit me up. And it was like God spoke to the man who wrote that book right to me and it, would lit, it just lit me up and I saw everything that I was doing that was contributing to the issues. And it wasn't really, again, I don't want to make it seem like we were having major marital problems. It just wasn't right. It wasn't as good as it was supposed to be. It wasn't blissful like it needed to be. It isn't like it is right now. I mean, yeah, we, we might have a spat every once in a while, but things are good right now. We have a fantastic marriage. It just wasn't quite right. Well, the reason was is I was contributing unhealthy things. Not to give marital counseling today, but there's, there's, a, there's a thing that they talk about called the love bank, right? Everybody has a love bank, and you either contribute things into the love bank or you deplete things from the love bank. Sometimes you're, taking, you're doing things and you're taking withdrawals from the love bank. And that's what I was doing, and God showed me how I was doing that. Then he showed me how to deposit It reminded me. I kind of already knew, but just reminded me, you need to deposit somebody You need to deposit some. Why am I telling you this story today? Because there are times in your life where you don't need to try to figure out your plan. You need God's plan. You need God's plan. Say that with me. Say, I need God's plan. You need God's plan for your life. You need God's plan. There are plenty of plans you can come up with. There are any problem you have in your life, you you can watch some YouTube video, some broadcast on TV, some help whatever, three ways to fix this and seven ways to do that and six steps to blah, 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 you can get somebody's help. But let me tell you something. If it's not God's plan, it will not work. It will not work. It will not work. I got, and thankfully I had the wisdom enough to pray about this situation and let God show me the plan. And I'm still, I'm still working on it. I'm still working on it because why? He gave me a plan. I'm, I'm sticking into the plan. My purpose is right. Therefore, I'm pursuing the plan. When I pursue God's plan, y'all catch this. This is important. When I pursue God's plan, he will bless that plan. His plan always works. His plan gets blessed. His plan gets multiplied. My plan, see, this is what I think happens a lot of times, is we come up with our own plan. We devise our own method. Okay, this is how I'm going to do it. And this is how I'm going to get such and such. And this is how I'm going to progress in my job. And this is how I'm going to go to Mr. Successful. And this is how I'm going to become the CEO. And this is how I'm going to start my own business. And you come up with all these plans. And you watch somebody do it. And you heard about so-and-so did it. And you heard about this. And so you just come up on your own. And decide this is how you're going to do it. Then you say, God, bless my plan. Bless my plan. Make it successful. Make it successful. Bless it, Lord. Now, I'm not saying that God will or won't. But what I'm saying is, is that I would much rather say, God, this is what I think. Is this what I should do? Is this your plan? Is this what you want me to do? Is this the next step? Lord, this is what I have on my heart. Is this right? Before I step out, before I invest the money, before I quit my job. By the way, don't quit your job till you have another one. 
come on, somebody. I mean, that's just good. I mean, I, you know, look, I'm not here to just give all kinds of natural advice, but I'm going to tell you that's some good one. That's a good natural advice right there. Don't, I'm going to talk to the live stream, so I'm not looking in anybody's eyes in here. Don't quit your job before you have another one. But we do these things, right? I have people do that. I've actually had that happen numerous times, uh, being a minister and then now being a pastor, where people come to you and they say, oh, well, here's what happened. Such and such happened at work, and I just quit. I just walked out. Now, I need you to pray with me that God will provide. Well, God had already provided. You had a job, and now we've got to believe and get through this situation. What if you practiced waiting on the Lord and his plan? What does Psalm 127 say? Verse 1. Psalm 127, verse 1. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Stop adding your plan to his plan. You know, I think it's interesting that, they, that God used the example of building a house here. Because when you build a house, you have to have a plan to build a house. Come on. You have to have a plan to build a house. I also want you to notice that the people who built the house, they built it. They labored to build it. Their labor was in vain. Why was it in vain? Because it wasn't God's way of building it. It wasn't God's plan to build the house. There are millions of ways to build a house. There are millions of plans to build a house. You could go out and build a house today. You could do it a number of different ways. But if you want the right house for you, you need to have the right, you need to look through the plan. You need to know what the plan is. You need to have the blueprints. You need to study. You need to make sure, well, you know, uh, uh, we have a family that's such and such size, so we need so many bedrooms. We need so many bathrooms. We need a garage, or we don't need a garage. We want a deck, or we don't need a deck, right? You wouldn't just go and say, okay, well, here's a plan. Just build it. No, you pick a plan. You, okay, now, why would you do any different with the rest of your life. Why would you do any? You, you want God's plan for your life. The next step, what you do in your life, you need God's plan. You need God's plan. Stop moving. Stop getting ahead of God. Stop getting ahead of him with your own plan and then trying to, God, come on, catch up with me. Catch up with me and, and bless my plan. The Bible says this. It says, Lean not unto your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Where does the direction come from? Where does the direction come from? It comes from you acknowledging him. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Yes, we trust him. That's where faith comes in. Faith says that, okay, I don't have to see the next step. I don't have to see where I'm going next. I don't, have to, I don't have to know all the details. I just need to know the first step. That's, see, that's, that's the tricky part. Because as, as human beings, we want to know the end result. We want to know. We want to know, God, how are you going to work all this out? How am I going to get to, you know, whatever it is that your dream is? Maybe it's getting out of debt. God, I want to get out of debt. Well, what is his plan? I guarantee you that God can cancel debt much faster than you can. I guarantee you that God can fix your financial problem much faster than you can. Much faster than you can. What's amazing is he's already prescribed one method in his word. Giving. And so when you give, 
it puts you in a position for blessing. Then on top of that, he gives you natural wisdom. You know, I, I, I like to remind people every once in a while that a budget is a good thing. But you know, my budget, I'm always perceptive to God leading me with my budget. I never want to get married to a certain thing. I don't want it to just be my budget or my family's budget. I want it to be a budget that God says, this is where you should be spending your money. This is where you should be saving. There's, um, and, and I've got to do this. The Lord dealt with me recently about investing some money. This is just me talking. I'm not saying you should do that. This is me, my finan- our finances, our family. This is what he's dealing with me about. I'm just using it as an example for you. He's dealing with me about that. That's his plan. Now, I need to trust in him and, okay, God, where do I invest? How do I invest? You've dealt with me about this, and I know he's even bringing it up in my spirit right now while I'm preaching because I need to do it. I don't know why. You know, I haven't invested like this before. He said, listen, you need to invest some of that money. Move some of this to savings. Invest some of that. This is what God's dealing with me about. Why? I don't know. I don't need to know the end result because God's plan always blesses. Can y'all say that with me? Say God's plan always brings blessing. His plan always brings blessing. What is, what is the plan? What is the plan? This is something that you've got to ask yourself. What is God's plan? What is the plan for me? What is my plan for tomorrow? What is my plan for right now? Because when you have a plan, you can devise a purpose. What tends to happen is that our purpose leads our plan. Our purpose. So in other words, we have a purpose. We, we say, okay, well, I want to get ahead in life, so I'm going to go get this type of job, and I'm going to do this type of thing, and so my plan is devised from a selfish purpose. But if my purpose is, God, I want to serve you, then when he gives me a plan, my purpose stays the same. Y'all catch that? Whatever it is that I'm doing, my purpose lines up with the plan. Because my purpose is not just to, to, to be successful in life. I do want to be successful. I want, I'm not even going to lie to you. I, don't want to, I want to have a successful ministry. I want to be successful in leading people to Jesus. I want to be successful in all those things. But I want to do it his way. This has been something that I've, I've dealt with because I, I see, I'm, I have friends that are ministers and I see their success. I see different things, but I'm not caught up in what they're doing. I want to be in God's plan for me. So here's what, here's what you have to do. You've got to determine what is God's plan, then pursue it with purpose. I want y'all to say these three words. Say plans, purpose, and pursuit. Plans, purposes, and pursuits. What is the plan? And then what is the purpose? Your purpose on this earth, the Bible is clear. The Bible is clear. What is your purpose? To love each other as you love yourself. To share the good news with us. To go into all the world and make disciples. That's your purpose. Do you know you're a minister? You're a minister. The Bible says that we're in the ministry of reconciliation. You're reconciling people to Jesus. That's why it's so important. Your job is not just a job. Your family is not just a family. Your home is not just a home. It's a place of ministry for you. It's a place for you to be in the plan of God, 
for you to step into something that you can, look, you, you have a purpose. When you get God's plan, you can pursue that purpose. In, if your purpose isn't right, the plan won't work. So let me go back. Check this out. If you have a God plan, but you pursue it with the wrong purpose, you're back at the same place. So, okay, now I've got God's plan, but now I'm pursuing it for personal gain or I'm, per, I'm pursuing it for the wrong. No, your purpose has got to be a God purpose. Come on, somebody. Your purpose has got to be God purpose. Colossians 3 says this. Colossians chapter 3. And whatever you do, do it heartily. Do it as to the Lord and not to men. Come on, somebody. That'll preach right there. Whatever you do, don't do it for men. Don't do it for men. What you do every day, every day, do it as unto the Lord. If you are a ditch digger, and that's what you, you do, you dig ditches. You be the best dig ditcher you can be. Every one of those ditches that you dig, you dig like God's going to come down and see that ditch and be proud of it and say, that's right, you do a good job. You, you be an example on your job site that God will, would be proud to work beside you. That if Jesus came down on the earth again and walked in and he was a, a part of your ditch digging crew, he'd be proud to be and say, that's one of my children. That's one of my sheep. Do it as unto the Lord. Yes, you have a boss and you have to listen to them. Yes, you, you know, you have requirements. Listen, when you work, you sell your time to that employer. That's not, that's not very popular nowadays because it's all about me, 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 and, and I want my benefits and I want all this, but that's what you're doing. You're selling your time to that employer. You're saying, okay, um, for these eight hours of a day, I'm going to work for you and I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do. In return, you give me a paycheck. That's what you do. Every time you do that, do it as unto the Lord. Go, go to that job, do that thing as if God was your boss. And watch God bless you. See, if you want to know God's plan, his plan is in his word. That's why, remember, and I was trying to give a little bit of a recap. I did a short recap. But recap. But if you remember, a few weeks ago, we talked about the Logos word and the Rhema word. Y'all remember that? Logos word and Rhema word. Logos is the written word. Rhema is the spoken word. So God's plan is for me to go into my job and do it as unto the Lord. That's his written word. That's his plan for me. What else is in his plan? The next job. The next thing. Maybe you're becoming a manager of the ditch diggers. Or maybe you leave the ditch digging industry and you go somewhere else. But that's where the rhema word comes in. That's where listening to your spirit comes in. That's, that's when, when you're sitting in a, in a service like this and God begins to plant in your heart and you ask God for that revelation knowledge and all of a sudden you get a desire that's not yours and you say, you know, I really want to do such and such. Well, don't quit your job today. Ask God for the plan. Let him speak to you. Okay, God, I, I feel this desire to leave the ditch digging industry and go into such and such. How do I do that? I just need, listen, all I need is one step. Once I get to this step, now I can see clearly the next step. What does his word say? And he will direct your path. Lean not into your own understanding, but in all your ways, I'm going to take a moment. I'm going to acknowledge him. God, what's next? Okay, here. And I'm going to take this step and I'm going to take a moment and I'm going to acknowledge him and God, what is next? And then I'm going to take the next step. Your steps have to be ordered from the Lord and your steps have to be your plan 
Your plan has got to be God's plan. Your purpose has got to be God's purpose. What's your purpose? To do it as unto the Lord. To see people. You, you have no idea who you may impact at your job. That, that person that is annoying you and bothering you, they may be the very person that when you change your attitude, they notice. And you change your demeanor and you change the way you talk and that you change the way that you interact and you change the way that you um, start to, to speak positively to them or whatever it may be. And they're the ones that get impacted the most. The rest of this verse says, knowing that from the Lord, you will receive the reward of inheritance for you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. I wrote this down. Being out of the will or the plan of God brings dissatisfaction. You'll be dissatisfied when you're not in the plan of God. At that moment is when you acknowledge him. That's when you've got to, like I said, sometimes it feels like there's a, there, you're taking a shower with your clothes on or whatever, and you feel it's just not right. I'm dissatisfied. Being out of the plan of God will bring dissatisfaction. But the opposite is also true. Being in the plan of God brings satisfaction. The Bible says a peace that passes all understanding. You'll have, a, you'll, have, you'll have something that everybody else, you're like, oh man, I'm miserable and I can't blah, 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 blah. And then your life, you're hearing that is what I'm trying to say. You're hearing that from other people. But then your life, you'll say, oh man, God's good. I never thought I'd enjoy digging a ditch so much in my life. But it's the best job ever. Why? Because you change your your purpose is now lined up with God. Your plan, you see, listen, God can, can work a, 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 any job. I don't know why I keep using ditch digging, but God can use that. Doesn't mean that's where you're going to be forever. And if it is, you don't think God can continue to bless and increase you? He'll make stuff work and stuff happen and multiply things and shift things around and open up doors. You've just got to be in his plan. Too often we're running around all over the place that we can't even see the doors he's opening. We can't even listen to our spirit to see what's available. We're not even paying attention when he's trying to speak to us. What's available to you? What can you do? What, what, is, what is the next thing for you? Have you asked? Have you asked him? Now here's the key. Have you waited for an answer? God's speaking. As a matter of fact, I believe that when you ask, the answer's already there. I, I, just, I truly believe that. That's what I believe. I can show you scripture to back it up. The answer's already there. When, uh, when, when Abraham went up the mountain to sacrifice his son, the ram was already there in the thicket. The sacrifice that was going to save his son was already there on top of the mountain in the thicket. It, the ram was there. That's why, you know, um, sometimes we'll actually kind of it's like an inside joke in our family when God will just bless us with, you know, like you think there's only one cookie left, but then there's two. Praise God. There's a ram in the thicket. But seriously, though, in your, in your life, God's, when you ask for the answer, the answer's there. You've got to make, make sure that answer is clear. Make sure that answer is clear. I want to give you some keys. I want to help you out this morning as I kind of wrap this up. When you're listening to your spirit, look for that peace. Don't look on the outside, look on the inside. Now, here's what I mean by that. Sometimes God will speak through men. 
or women. So he'll speak through man. He'll, 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 someone will say something to you, and it's almost like it's not them talking, it's God talking. But you'll know that in your spirit. And it's like, it's like when you can have a big conversation with somebody, or you hear a message like this, and that one phrase just is like, man, that's all I heard. Right? You'll know in your spirit on the inside. You know, you can't go off of just because, you know, there's a lot of pastors that, that preach really good and your, your skin will tingle and you'll feel all great and it'll be, they'll play the right music at the right time and they'll do the right, they've, they've kind of pinpointed this way. It's, it's a mechanism. It's, it's not a necessarily a God plan. And I don't want to say that all pastors are, are like this because some of them may, may be God's plan. But some of them I know it's just, it's just method. They've just figured out a method and they'll tap in and it'll sound real good but you go home and you're not changed. You're not any different. I want difference. Family Worship Center, I want difference here. Pastor Steve, we, we, he started this church because he wants a difference. We moved over here to Columbia because we want to make a difference in your life. I don't want you just to leave here the same way you came in. I want you to leave different. I want you to leave empowered. I want you to leave with a revelation that you didn't have before. So you've got to train yourself to listen on the inside. Now, again, things may happen around you and you say, God, is that you? But you've got to train yourself to, I'm not just going off of, for instance, let me, give you, let me give you a church example. If a prophet were to prophesy, it should be confirmed in your own spirit. I don't just go off of a man's word. The Bible says that prophecy is subject to the prophet. So when someone prophesies, they're hearing from God, it's coming out of their mouth, and they have the, they're trying their best to listen to the, to the Lord and speak what they hear, but it may not always be right, right? And so I'm going to make sure it lines up, number one, with the word of God, and number two, with my spirit. What, is my, what do I have in, on the inside of me? Now, here's another, another key to this. You've got to pray and you've got to fast sometimes. You've got to spend time with the Lord. You can't expect to listen to your spirit and hear from God if you're constantly listening to everything else. Last night, my beloved Clemson Tigers bit the dust. They fell. They lost. If you watch the game, if you watch football, they lost. Yeah, I know. I know. They'll come back, though. They'll come back. But the point is that... If you know me, you know I love football, and I'm a Clemson grad, so I love Clemson football, but um, I always try to stay in tune with, 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 with the Lord, and I always try to keep my spirit in tune, and I don't remember what point it was, but it was during halftime, I went to the bathroom, and I came back, and the Lord spoke to me. I mean, really, just kind of put something on my heart, just spoke to me. Now, when I say God spoke to me, I don't mean necessarily that it was an audible voice. Last night, it was not an audible voice. It was in my spirit. It was not something I was thinking about. It was not something I wanted to do. It was not something that was on my mind. It was not something that I had just heard from somebody, my wife or the TV. It came from inside of me, in my spirit. And it came up and I said, okay, Lord. And he, I'll probably tell later more of the story, but he prompted me to do something. I did it and it was, it was so spot on. God showed me something that I, I just, it was amazing. It was amazing. And so that happened. And after that point, I didn't want to lose it. Does that make sense? And so I turned, I kept the game on, but I turned the volume all the way down. I turned the volume all the way down on zero. I, I don't know if I've ever watched a Clemson game all the way on zero. There's a mute button. 
but I don't know why I didn't use the mute button. I just turned it all the way down. I don't know. We only, we, we usually try to keep it about 10. So I guess it wasn't that many buttons to go all the way down to zero, but I turned it all the way down. Why? Because if God was going to speak again, I didn't want to miss it. I didn't want to miss it. And I'll be honest with you, as, as they came back in the second half and started to take the lead, I tuned out of the game and I started reading and just kind of diving into some things and, and I already kind of had an idea of where I wanted to go this morning, but it became more clear as I began to study and just began to pray. And the game wasn't any, you know, and I love, I love it. But spending time in his presence was more important. Spending time hearing from the Lord was more important. If you really want to get God's plan, there are going to be times where you've got to turn some stuff off, where you've got to turn some stuff down, where you've got to, listen to me, turn some people off. I know that's hard. I know that's not popular, but sometimes you got to say, listen, I, I love you so-and-so, but uh, you know what? You don't even really have to tell them to, t- to tell you the truth. You don't really have to tell them. You can just kind of to yourself say, I love that person, but I can't listen to them anymore. They can't have an influence on me anymore. They're not speaking positive. They're deterring. They're, they're to use my example from earlier, they're depleting my spirit bank. You might have to tune some things out. You might have to turn some things off and turn up your spirit. Tune in your spirit. So we're listening to our spirit. We're listening on the inside. Even if, again, if it comes from a man speaking or from somebody speaking or whatever's happening um, on the outside, it's going to confirm, be confirmed in my spirit. Why? God is a spirit. Romans tells us that his spirit bears witness with your spirit. He speaks spirit to spirit. Capital S to lowercase s. He's going to speak to your spirit. How are you going to listen to that? How are you going to hear that? Number one, you need to ask. This is actually not necessarily a one, two, three. So it's not like a number one of six. Okay, I don't have a certain number of steps here. But a, a certain key of this is you need to ask. God, is this your plan? Is this your will? Is this what you want me to do? Then you have to listen. You have to listen. You've got to listen. You've got to make time to listen. You've got to make time to hear from God. You've got to spend, take, turn some stuff off. Get up early if you need to. I've had to flip my whole schedule. I used to be, and I still am a night person. Last night I was up to about 2 a.m. and then up at, you know, 5.45 this morning. Um, That's just kind of, I'm just, I'm wired that way. Um, But during the week sometimes I'm tired at night. These kids wear me out. I'm just telling you, they wear me out. You know, my wife went back to school full-time now, so she's full-time teacher again, or teacher's assistant. And until the, the preschool opens up this week, I've had full-time kids. Y'all pray for your pastor. I need extra intercessory prayer. But no, I, I, I've been tired at night. So what I've done is I've, I've, I've kind of flipped it, and some mornings I get up before them, or I try to. I've learned to be really quiet in the mornings. You got to be, I mean, they'll hear anything. It's amazing. I'm like, I'm like, I barely, like, I can't go to their bathroom. I got to go back into our bedroom and go to our bathroom. Because if I go to their bathroom, there's something that reverberates through the walls. And all of a sudden, hey, daddy. I'm like, man, I've only been up five minutes and you're already up. It's like 6 a.m. What are you doing? Go back to bed. No, no, no. Can I have a... They like Nutrigrain bars. So that's the thing in the morning. Can I have a bar? Can I have a bar? Can I have a bar? And I'm like, I don't want to starve you. So yeah, sure. But can you go back to bed? No, no, no. Can I watch a show? No, you can't watch a show. Daddy's trying to have quiet time. You got to have quiet time. You got to have time where you're listening to the Lord, where you're listening to your spirit. 
as I wrap up, the more closely you follow God's plan, the more his power will be in demonstration and manifestation. And I'll just close on that, Brother Andre, if you want to come back up. The more closely you follow God's plan, the more his power, y'all say that, say power. Power. The more his power will be in demonstration and manifestation. So his plan, his power will be upon that plan when you follow his plan. If you take your plan, I'm not saying that he won't bless it because I believe God's a blessing God. I believe that there's times in my life where I picked a plan or I did a thing and God blessed it because he has mercy and he loves me and he's gracious toward me and all those things, right? But at a certain point, I think that he can only bless that so far because it's not his plan. Does that make sense? He'll bless me because he loves me, but I don't know if he can bless the plan because it's not his plan. That at some point I've got to say, God, why does this not feel right? Why is this not working right? God, why is this not, I know that something's not. And then I go back to what is the plan? God, what is the plan? What is the plan? What is, to, what is tomorrow? What do I need to do? What do I need to change? How do I need to? And instead of blaming everybody else, sometimes ask that, God, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? What can I do to change? What can I do to, to step into your plan? Because I know that if I have his plan and I pursue it with his purpose, that he'll pursue me, that his power and his demonstration will be a manifestation. Amen? Amen. Stand up on your feet. We've had such a great service today. I just, I just, you know, I really sense that that was such an important word for today. And it may even be, I know it's for everybody in this room, but we've had, continued to have so many people watch us online and stay connected online, which I'm grateful for technology that allows us to do that. I don't know who this was for, but I really felt led to go there this morning. Ask God, ask God for that plan. Redirect, if you've been doing your plan, redirect it. Say, God, I'm sorry, I want it to be your plan. I want it to be your plan. That doesn't mean go quit your job today or whatever it may be. Please don't do that. That's why I started with that. No, get into his plan. God, what is next? If you do want to leave your job, how? How do I leave my job? How do I get to the next job? God, will you open a door? Will you show me where that door is? Will you show me where to go? Where do I need to put in applications? You know, and sometimes when you're learning to to follow your spirit, to be led by the spirit, I encourage you, start with, you know, you can start with small things. You know, you can start with, sometimes when we're asking like, like, uh, you know, God, okay, who should I marry? And you want to hear from God. That's a really big thing. You don't want to miss that. You know, maybe start with some small things in your life and learn to listen to your spirit. Learn to listen to your spirit. How will you know when it's your spirit? You'll have peace. You'll have peace. You'll have peace. If it, do, if it doesn't, again, if it doesn't feel right, and I'm not talking about feeling right in the natural. I know I use the whole shower with your clothes on example because that's the best way I know to describe it. But it'll be an inner dissatisfaction. An inner, it just isn't, you know, everybody around you may feel like, oh man, that's the best thing ever. Man, you've got it made. You're just, cut, man, that's amazing. And they're singing your praises and you're going, no, it's not. It's just not right. Follow God's plan. Let His Spirit lead you to where he's taken amen just lift your hands dear heavenly father i thank you for this time that we've had in your presence today for this wonderful word that you've brought this morning lord i pray that it's revelation that it becomes revelation knowledge in jesus name 
Listen, you may be in this room and you may need to make a decision to, to follow Jesus. You may be, you know, need to make things right. Maybe you've served God before and you need to change your path and get back on, rededicate your life is what we call it. Or maybe you've never known Jesus and you want to know him. If you're one of those two types of people, I want to pray with you. With every head bowed in this room, you bow your head and close your eyes. If you're one of those two types of people, will you just raise your hand just so I, just so I know? I, I don't want to embarrass you, but I want to pray with you. If you're online and you're watching, write us and let us know. Here's what I want to do. I want to pray that prayer with you, with everybody in this room and everybody online. Will you pray with me? I want you guys to actually open your mouth and say this prayer with me. Say this, say, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your son, Jesus. I believe that he came to this earth as a baby, lived as a man, a perfect life, but died on the cross for me. He was buried in a grave and rose three days later. He's alive today and seated in heaven with you. I confess that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. I make him number one in my life. I give my life to him. I open the door of my heart and let him in. I ask him in. Dear Heavenly Father, say this with us. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for forgiving me of my sins and cleansing me of all my unrighteousness. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Isn't God good, church? Isn't God good?